Hello, I'm Sean. He's Craig. We are number one fan club, a podcast devoted to power pop, Brit pop, shoegaze, anything with that jangle and hook. For those returning, welcome back. For all you newcomers, sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to another edition of Number One Fan Club. We continue our quest to navigate through the history of power pop. Previously, we discussed Badfinger and their Beatlesque sound that won them some major chart success early on, but ended in tragedy. They were the bridge between the Beatles and everything that followed in the power pop genre. Next, we discuss Big Star. If Badfinger is the bridge, Big Star is the blueprint, even though they missed out on all that commercial success. Moving on to Cleveland's own Raspberries. While Big Star is considered the most influential power pop band and the first true band in the genre, the Raspberries were the first commercially successful power pop group. In just two and a half years, from 1972 to 1974, the band released four albums and several singles. And, unlike Big Star, the Raspberries had chart success. Their second single, Go All The Way, reached number five on the Billboard charts. The Raspberries were formed in 1970 as a combination of members from two Cleveland acts. By the time of recording their debut in 1971, the group consisted of lead vocalist and bass player Eric Carmen. Yes, that Eric Carmen. More on him later. Drummer Jim Bonfanti and guitarist Wally Bryson and Dave Smalley. The sound was unapologetically Beatlesque, with a dash of Beach Boys harmonies and the Who's energetic electricity. The look, with their matching white suits, seemed completely out of place in the early 70s when most rock bands had long hair and wore denim and t-shirts. Their self-titled debut was released in April 1972. The first single from the album, Don't Want to Say Goodbye, barely dented the Billboard 100. However, in July of 72, they released their masterpiece, the near-perfect Go All the Way. And unlike all of the big star songs that should have been, this song actually became a huge success. The music borrowed heavily from the mid-60s with its sweet, unforgettable chorus, but the lyrics were more modern with references far removed from the innocence of songs like I Want to Hold Your Hand and Wouldn't It Be Nice. The band released their second album, titled Fresh, four months later in November 1972. Very much like the 60s bands they emulated, the Raspberries were churning them out. They released two albums within seven months. Riding high on the success of Go All The Way, they released I Want To Be With You as the first single, peaking at a respectable number 16. Things seemed to be heading in the right direction commercially, but only one other song from Fresh would chart, the ballad Let's Pretend, another song with 60s sound and more suggestive lyrics, which peaked at number 35. They now had two albums and three top 40 hits within the first year. Not a bad start, and likely a confidence builder as they recorded the third album, simply titled Side 3, in September of 1973. There were, however, problems brewing within the band. Even though songs like the opener Tonight and Hard to Get Over a Heartbreak were both melodic and rocking, Side 3 was a commercial failure. 
All three singles failed to crack the top 40. At this point, there was likely confusion with the public of the clean-cut guys in white suits playing up-tempo rockers. Side 3 sounds like a band playing loose and free, almost like the ultimate bar band as they moved away from the mixture of rockers and ballads. This is the first time the Raspberries sounded more than just a British Invasion revivalist band as they did on the first two albums. By the time they prepared for their fourth album, they lost two members, guitarist Dave Smalley and drummer Jim Bonfanti, replaced by drummer Michael McBride and Scott McCarl. The fourth album, titled Starting Over, continued to push the sound towards a more harder arena rock sound. Although there were some standout tracks on the album, including their final top 40 hit, Overnight Sensation, hit record, which went to number 18, Starting Over again failed commercially. They didn't know it at the time of recording, but this was to be the last album by the Raspberries. In all, two and a half years, four albums, three top 40 hits, an immeasurable influence on the rock and pop music world. For my part, I love the Raspberries. They're closer to the Beatles and ultimately Badfinger than Big Star. In addition, they were clearly heavily influenced by 60s Brit bands such as The Who and even American bands like The Beach Boys. They were really two bands, the hard rockers with tight playing and excellent harmonies and chorus, and on the other side, the ballads and more bubblegum pop. To me, their strength was combining the two, the pop harmonies and the harder side of the band within one song, perfectly evidenced on Go All The Way, which starts as an all-out rocker with great opening guitar and then softens up for the addicting chorus. Go All The Way is generally recognized as one of the templates for power pop and often mentioned as one of the genre's best songs of all time. I agree. song is near perfect and for me similar to Badfingers no matter what. Problem is, it was very hard to ever replicate or improve on that one. Songs like Come Around See Me, Overnight Sensation, I Don't Know What I Want, Tonight, more on that song later, and Starting Over are great examples of their mastery of songwriting and performances across their very brief career. For a short period of time, they looked like the next big thing, but their bright star fizzled out pretty fast. For the most part, critics like them and heap praises on their records. The music buyers, however, seem confused by the clean-cut image, teeny bopper harmonies, and the contrasting hard rock sound. Were they teen idols? Or a hard rock band? Or just Beatles ripoffs? I say they were a little of all those things, but dig deeper, and they represented a great diversity that combined Beatles, Beach Boys sounds, and harmonies, while other times closer to the Who with some all-out rock assaults, and then other times even displayed a talent for country rock, sometimes all of those in one song. Then there are the ballads, especially on the early records. By the fourth album, the Raspberries seemed to me like an early 70s arena rock band. They could rock with the best of them, even in their matching white suits. While Big Star stretched the boundaries of post-Beatlemania, the Raspberries were much more diverse in their different sounds. Perhaps the diversity which critics loved was the downfall with music fans. In the end, the Raspberries influenced the legion of bands, some surprising such as Motley Crue, who covered Tonight for their first album, and although it didn't make the final cut, it can now be heard on the deluxe edition of Too Fast for Love. Paul Stanley of Kiss said he always felt a kinship to the Raspberries, 
Max Weinberg of the E Street Band cites the drumming style of Michael McBride as an early influence to him. And the man himself, Bruce Springsteen, was quoted as saying that the song Starting Over is one of the greatest pop songs ever written. Other famous fans of the band include Tom Petty, Axl Rose, John Lennon, and many more. All right, now I want to share my favorite songs. There are many great ones, which makes it really tough to pick my top five, but here we go. Number five, Overnight Sensation. This Beach Boys-inspired chorus is the perfect way to kick off the fourth and final record. Number four, Come Around and See Me. Following up Go All the Way, this song provided a great one-two punch for the debut album. Beautiful melodies and chorus, and really more of a left bank type feel than many of their other songs that leaned more strictly towards the Beatles, especially early on. Number three, Tonight. What can I say? If it's good enough for the crew, it's good enough for me. Great rock and roll track that should also be a staple on classic rock formats. How it's not, I really don't know. Number two, I Don't Know What I Want. The absolute best rocker in their catalog. The song starts off like a classic Who song. Check out those drums. But offers even more as it progresses. Should be an all-time classic, but somehow it gets ignored. And then number one, Go All The Way. There's not much I could say about this song that hasn't already been said. Can't call it a forgotten or ignored track. If there's one song that everyone knows by the Raspberries, this is it. Even if they don't know the name, the Raspberries. Everyone knows this song. It starts off heavy and then cools down to a soft, sweet chorus. It's actually been said that they purposely softened the sound of the chorus since the lyrics take on a more bold approach than their 60s predecessors. Go All The Way is absolute perfection. Following their breakup, lead singer Eric Carmen began a successful solo career in 1975, releasing the first of many solo records. The self-titled album would produce a million-selling smash in All By Myself, which peaked at number two, as well as two more top 40 hits off of the first album. And although he'd have more top 40 hits in the 70s, Carmen did not keep up the hit machine on his follow-up albums. In fact, it was not until 1985 that he would have another big hit with Almost Paradise from the Footloose soundtrack that was recorded by Mike Reno of Loverboy and Ann Wilson of Heart. Perhaps propelled by his regained commercial success, Carmen went on to record two huge hits in the late 80s, Hungry Eyes and Make Me Lose Control. Remember those? The latter hits were certainly a departure from the guitar-oriented sound of his former band, but still showed he had a knack for nice melodies that struck a chord with fans. In the end, the Raspberries were a short-lived and now almost forgotten band on the music landscape. But much like their power-pop brethren, Big Star, They've influenced tons of bands in the years following the breakup. As a longtime fan, I've tried to understand why the Raspberries didn't have more commercial success, and I believe it comes down to they were either a little ahead of their time or maybe behind the times with their affection for those grand days of the 60s. But they live on as one of the freshest sounding bands of the power pop genre. Why they are not considered as essential to critics as some other early power pop bands defies logic. They are possibly the truest example of power pop if you consider the meaning of the two words. Pop songs meaning bubblegum chorus and sweet harmonies and power suggesting heavy, crunchy guitars and loud, bold drums. This accurately defines the raspberries. They perfected the two sounds of power and pop into their songs.
39 to be exact, over the four albums and created a template that many bands you love have since recreated. They were unafraid to revive the sound and feel of the previous decade that was no longer cool, yet added some punch to it like no one else before them. They might have been revivalist in being true to the previous decade, but they pushed the 60s up into the 70s with many great songs. Listen back to their albums and you'll be hard-pressed to find a bad song. Even the ones you might not love are still good, tight songs with great musicianship. The band evolved from Beatles-centric on the first two records into more of a rough and ready rock and roll band on the last two albums. They seemed to be hitting their stride by the fourth album as a band that could sell out arenas. One can only wonder where they would have gone if they had remained together and created more than those first four albums. They'd never made an album that was universally considered a classic, but with time, based on their progression as a band, they seemed destined for this. In my estimation, the Raspberries are truly a power pop Hall of Fame band. Thank you for listening to Number One Fan Club. I hope you enjoyed the Raspberries overview. Next up, the legendary Cheap Trick. And from there, who knows? Like us on social media, send us requests for albums or bands to cover and upcoming episodes. Until next time, thank you for joining Number One Fan Club.